1: Yay! you ready? I'm ready. Miss Julietta, are you ready?
0: Um, oh, I'm going to mess up my hair.
1: <laughs> I thought that was... I, I wear them like it's this. bad hair
0: day. i it's wear bad hair day. day. It, it is for
2: me, definitely. I'm not going to... It's going to be a bad hair day. She's in her... Her... Cou- what, how do you pronounce okay. that? I'm in my, like, fifth... It's, like, the fifth or sixth um, day for this hair, so... <laughs> at some point, I don't know what to do anymore. That's why I'm, like, I'm ready to cut it off, but... I wanted a straighten it. I did.
0: I cut it off.
2: I know. It was
0: long. It was long. I grew it down to like just below my shoulders. I was like done. Was done with it? Done. I was done. I went back to short hair. I was like, nope. That's your thing. Right. Short hair. Yep. Okay. Short hair is my thing. Yay. Sometimes, look, there are some people out there who can do long hair. God bless you. Go right ahead. <laughs> Go do you. Go do you. I'm not doing you with me. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not going like to let hair. you influence me to be something that I'm not. That's the way I feel. Oh, yeah. This kid grew up. <laughs> right? Scripture says there comes a point in time where a man needs to leave his father's house and, you know, cleave to his wife, basically. You know, like there comes a point in time where you have to grow up. You go from being a child to being a grown-up, an adult. And something snaps at some point in time. So that is it so snapped. True. Yeah, absolutely. You got to look. You can't live your life according to everybody else's stuff. You know, I'm not into that anymore. It is what it is. I might get caught up into it for a little bit, and then I realize and remember, I'm me. I don't have to be you to be me. Mm Mm-mm. I'm gonna be me, uniquely me. I love her, uniquely I, I'm me. I'm
2: falling in I'm like, yeah. that was meant for me. I'm
0: going through stuff right now.
2: I didn't uniquely like- me. Hello, <laughs> it's like a it's
1: question. Like a pillow. It is.
0: Like, you don't like it? I'm gonna cut be it. honest. I just say do it. Who, who, so, are like it who are you keeping it for? Who are you keeping it for? Who, who like are you keeping it for? Who are you keeping it for? Exactly.
2: I just haven't made a decision if I'm gonna really cut it, cut it again. The only reason why is because every time I cut it, it's a mm-hmm. different curl pattern that grows in. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's what's really mm-hmm. causing me mm-hmm. to f- black hair. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. I I'm know. Like, if I do, yeah. I'm going to go short, but then it's that curl pattern I'm worried about, so.
0: You know what you do? Texturize the heck out of it. <laughs> but I want to
2: say, I want to say natural. You want to stay out of the I, chemicals? All right. Yeah. I, I'm trying to be that person that other people, you know, look at that and am be proud of yourself. I want our, especially given the fact that we got a new president. And the world we're living in and about to live in, we need for our younger women to understand the beauty that they have. I'm tired of the fake. I'm tired. I'm tired of fake bodies, fake faces. I'm tired of people trying to look like me. They want my mouth. I want everybody to be... Their own person. I want our kids to appreciate being black. There's nothing wrong
0: with us, and there's nothing wrong with being black and treating your hair. <laughs>
2: no, that is well, true. Well, depends on
0: who you are. Look, I tried to go natural. God bless every African American woman out there who is trying to go natural. God bless you. Rock it. Do your thing. It's not for me, so therefore. I'm just, I, I personally, I don't feel professional with it. I don't feel. I don't feel like me. The way I grew up, I don't feel like me. So at the end of the day, I have to walk away from that and say, all right, I know this is not for me. And it's okay that it's for others. Oh, Rock definitely. and roll. But it's not for me, so I couldn't do it anymore. Definitely. So it's I not cut for everybody it and I relax not everybody
2: it. understands how to <laughs> yeah. work with their hair. It's a lot of So listen, if work. you want to get that uh, weave of whatever it is you want to Rock do, it. texturizer, I did the texturizing for a while, and I loved it because I could run my fingers through my hair. Yeah. And it was beautiful. But I mean, after a while you just get tired and you just get tired of doing it all together. And I'm at at a point where I'm gonna stay natural, but I'm just tired of it. So that's why I'm like, should I just cut it off and just go very, very short? don't care. It's just a matter of the whole...
0: Making a decision? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I'm probably not going to because she doesn't want me to and she <laughs> said, don't do it, don't do it and I'm like, all right, fine. Doesn't ma-
0: you know what? But it doesn't matter what she wants because here's the thing. You're the one who has to do it in the morning.
2: Yeah, but see, I'll say, okay. I, I even try <laughs> I have, to get locked. I have
1: no say in this whatsoever, but can't, but can't you just like straighten it? Wait, so I don't. I don't
2: know what it's involved. I decided I'm to get locked, okay, just, and that lasted so all of... I'm trying to figure this out. That lasted <laughs> a month, and then I had my stylist undo the locks because of the fact that I changed my mind. So I can say, I, I want nothing. to cut my hair, and then you'll cut my hair, and then I'll cry, because I'm like, I didn't want to cut my hair. I just so my I hair. changed I just my mind my all the time, right. so I'm never satisfied.
0: Listen to me, stop crying over cut hair. It grows back.
2: Seriously. Know, Seriously.
0: Right? Knock that off.
2: I just cut mine, like, Seriously. two
0: days ago. Yeah, See, it looks it's really good, actually. Like,
1: I love this Knock style. that it's like, off. It's like...
0: Just cut it. Just
2: Dude, it grows back. Seriously, can't you put like I don't know. I want to see. Oh, the straight. problem with yeah, I can straighten it, but the problem
0: is, is the roots. It's work straightening. It. So yeah. it's work. It's it is it's a work. lot of work. It's and it, it's. I mean, once it's straightened, it's straightened, and you can keep it that way for a couple of days. But man, when it goes, when you gotta wash it and go back to it, it's it's just work because you have to blow dry it straight first. You got to blow it out and do a blow to straighten it to at least get the the tough the kinky curls out, and then go into a flat iron. And so it's just, it's work. It's, it's, yeah, it's levels of work. I mean, with it being shorter for me, it's, it's actually nicer for me because I could actually make it through a week with straight hair. I can't, um, if I go out on a job, I can't work and go out on a job with it straight because it'll get in the way. But also if I start sweating, it'll start to kink up. So if I go to do a photo shoot, I will usually wear it curly. Um, if I'm going out and I know that I'm not doing any photo shoots for the week, I will usually go go out and get it. And I, I will go and I not go and get it straightened. I will straighten it myself and I'll wear it straight for the week. So okay. it just depends. It just depends on what I feel like doing. Oh, I change my hair all the time. People are like, seriously, like, every time I see you, you get a different hairstyle. That's right. That's right. Because I'm, like I'm uniquely me. You, Y-O-U, uniquely me. You, yeah, uniquely.
2: I used to do that, too. Yeah. Like, for three years, I changed it up all the time and kept people guessing. Yep, and I would always get the same uh, questions. Is that your real hair? <laughs> and I'm like people. She wants me to go back to blonde. <laughs> I oh, said no. no. I'm like you just saw me yesterday with a fro.
0: Mm-mm. Don't go. And blonde.
2: then I went blonde. See? Is that my real hair? I'm like people. I had a fro, and then I come with like long hair, and it it's blonde. Is that your real hair?
0: <laughs> come on. <laughs> you, know what my, you know what my niece says? My niece says, "Yeah, it is my hair." because I paid for it. <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> then it's that's not your hair? <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: Well, okay. Well, this is the ER show. I'm Emily. I'm Renee. And And we have a special guest. I'm so excited. It's Miss Juliet Foster. She's awesome. We love her.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me, ladies.
2: (laughs) Because I know how excited she is. I love her. (laughs) Well, we were at the second um, Jersey City. It's the
1: third annual. No, no, no,
2: The second. We're going to take it back. We were at Uh, the second Jersey City International Television and Film Festival. She spotted you from way (laughs) Way in bubble neck. Correct. And flipped out, and we were like, What just happened? As, and I was like, well, as let Emily, it go. As Emily's wailing and flailing her arms that nobody can see. Yeah, so, I mean, this has been two years in the making. She's like, that's Juliet. <laughs> that's Juliet. I love her. And then I, like, I never. I feel
0: like Will Ferrell in, in the Santa, with a Christmas oh, wow. movie? I know him. <laughs> elf? Is that elf? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Then, well, I'm honored. I'm honored that you feel that way about me, first of all. Like, I, you made me feel like a celebrity that night. I thought, holy cow. How I have fans? What? But she didn't know who I was. I was like, wait, Renee? (laughs) I had to remind her because we we worked
1: previously. um, It was a while. We worked previously. I used to work for, uh, when I worked in the hospital, at another uh, position. So I was like, oh, do you remember so-and-so? And And she's like, yes!
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. It's um, and it's funny because I recognized your face, but I couldn't remember your name. But oh, I recognize that's... your face, right? So, and and my son had said to me, he was like, "Yo, isn't that that girl from the hospital?" I yeah. was like, "I think so." So when you came over to me all excited, I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> feel like a movie star." What? <laughs> it's really just me. It's just me. <laughs> I know,
1: but the fact so. that I knew somebody there.
2: It was awesome.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad I can make you feel that way. That's cool. Thank you. So that
2: what you don't know... Is well, at know. the P.A.S.T. Festival. The first thing, not even hello to Michael Billy. Is Juliet coming? <laughs> oh I no! That, yes.
0: Oh no! 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 <laughs> sorry, Michael Billy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Michael Billy. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: So take it away, um, Juliet. Thank you so much for being here. This really means a lot to
0: us. Thank you for having me.
1: Um, we just want to get started on. W- your background in the involvement in the JCITFF and what made you um want to do what you do photography
0: and um filmmaker wow those are a lot of different questions <laughs> so let's start with why i wanted to get involved with photography first and that will lead me to JCITFF um jersey city international television and film festival so i um <coughs> went to school for, uh, education. I got a degree in, uh, my bachelor's in, uh, elementary education. And this was back in, uh, let's see, 9-11 was 2001, correct? Mm -hmm. 2001. So in 2000, I graduated with my bachelor's and went back to school late in life. And, um, graduated from college and came back home I taught I left. I stayed out in Missouri I taught for a year and then moved back here and that was after the whole 9-11 uh, situation in this area and um, when we moved back I, I knew I didn't want to go back into teaching in New Jersey or go into teaching in New Jersey mm-hmm. Uh, I left teaching completely when I had to move back to Jersey because I I thought I don't look cute in an orange jumpsuit and I'm going to beat somebody's parent. So um, I thought (laughs) being the kind of parent I was, I knew some parents just don't get involved and I was like, okay, I don't know that I could handle that. So, And because I don't look cute in orange, and orange is not the new black, I decided I was not going to go into the classroom. So I went back into the legal field. I had uh, years Prior to going back to college and getting my four year degree, uh, I had uh, gotten a certificate as a paralegal. So went to paralegal school, got a certificate, and now I could actually work as a paralegal because you need a four-year degree with the cert- certification. Uh, ended up working in a law firm, and uh, a couple of years in that first law firm was absolutely phenomenal. Worked for the greatest law firm in New Jersey as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I left them and went to a firm of he who shall not be named um, <laughs> because it was <clears throat> probably the worst employer I had had. And I left that firm uh, and I went into another firm as a receptionist because I knew that I wanted to start my business. So when I went back to uh, work in a law firm as a receptionist, it gave me time to be able to build Mm -hmm. my business as a photographer. And uh, I had the opportunity to look and search for mentors at the time. And I made 33 phone calls. And my 34th phone call was a gentleman by the name of Andre Giacomets, who became my mentor. He was like, absolutely, sure, I'll mentor you. And nobody was doing that at the time. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not teach you. Well, I know. No, I'm not interested. And that's sad, because there are a lot of kids today that really could... um, Benefit from being in a mentor program, so I ended up leaving that and ended up uh, leaving the receptionist job and working uh, with Andre for a little bit, and then basically started my own thing. So I started doing um, I started doing photography. I ended up getting. Uh, work with another firm in Basking Ridge area, Bernardsville area of New Jersey. Worked with them for about a year and left them and then actually started my own business. And that was it. So from there, I just, I, you know, you have to believe in yourself to go into business for yourself. You really, there is a level of confidence that is necessary to go into business for yourself. And I knew I was done working uh, in another area. I needed to do what I needed to do for Mm -hmm. me. So I, I left and uh, started my business, eventually moved to Jersey city because I loved Jersey city. Uh, I spent my summer on a schooner one year and I was like, Oh my gosh this town is amazing. I I am going to move here. And yeah, ended up moving to Jersey City and that was it. It was slow at first. I did, I've done a lot of networking. I know a lot of people now because of my networking and Jersey City International Television and Film Festival came about because 3 now 4 years ago I started doing film and I started doing smaller videos here and there and I received a phone call from a fabulous human being by the name of Maureen Goletz, who was being introduced to me by a a, a friend of mine and an associate, and he said, listen, you need to meet this woman, I'm not going to be able to go to the event, uh, it was like one, their launch party, um, and he was like, I want you to go, I want you to meet her, and let her know who you are, and that you know me, and so I did. And Uh, I told her that I wanted to do some film that had to do with um, giving because I I love community-based Activities and things that support a community. Because when you live in a city like Jersey City, you should know your neighbor. You should want to be a part of that community because that community is where you live and where you lay your head, you know? So take care of it and take care of your neighbors. Mm -hmm. So because I was so focused on community, she thought, um, why don't we make you our first grant recipient? And uh, would you be able to do video about... Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Mm -hmm. And I had met Carlos a couple of times and uh, worked with Carlos, um, or met him through Hudson County Chamber of Commerce. And so I called him up and I said, listen, uh, you know, you've been chosen as the winner for me to be able to provide you with a video and the video was just supposed to be a small video like not even a minute or two and it ended up being a uh, 10 almost 10 minute video a 10 minute movie uh, a short film on who they were what they did how they reached these kids how they touch these lives through mentorship I started working with Carlos and I did the video uh capturing some of their bigs with some of their littles. So for those who don't know what Big Brothers Big Sisters is, it's an organization, nonprofit. Uh, the one that I worked with was out of Newark. Um, they were the Essex Hudson um, Essex Hudson, there's another county in there. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Essex Hudson Union uh, portion of Big Brothers Big Sisters, I believe Essex Hudson Union. Um, Worked with them and just captured what the essence of Big Brothers Big Sisters was about. How these adults who are called bigs got connected with these kids who are called littles and became mentors to them. And the mentoring is only, I believe, four hours a month. A month. All you have to do is spend four hours a month with these littles you're little and basically you're you're adopting this child into mm-hmm. your life and teaching them how to just be a better person how to and you don't have to be perfect that's what i love about that program is you didn't have to be perfect you didn't because nobody's perfect and they 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 put these kids with these adults. They go through an extensive interview process to be able to match these two folks up. And I got the opportunity to work with a young boy by the name of Frank and his big. And Frank met me at a... Big Brothers Big Sisters event and I had announced that I was doing a video about Big Brothers Big Sisters and he came up to me afterwards and even though against his mother's wishes and uh, asked me about this video that I was doing and I explained to him what I was doing and he said can I get your business card so I could give it to (laughs) my big
1: I remember this yeah
0: Jeff and so he uh, took my business card and that night Frank took a picture of the business card, sent it to his big, and his big contacted me the next day. And I said, wow, that kid does not mess around. He was a force to be reckoned with. And we had other kids that, you know, I was doing interviews with. But something about this particular kid just stood out to me. And he became the uh, the focus of the short film and uh jersey city international television film festival jcitff uh, helped me make that happen for that organization and from there it's just become a great opportunity to share that with people but it's helped me you know grow in myself but also grow my business and um I'm grateful. I'm grateful for organizations like that that can give back to a community, and be a part and and love, you know, and show real love. Because look, look, do they have to do it? Absolutely not. You know, you have these adults who have their time. We we all say we don't have time, but do you have four hours a month to give? I think everybody's got Everyone four hours has four a month Four hours to give, a month, right? It's four hours, um, and it doesn't. You don't have to do anything big, but. You know whatever you can do for these littles for these kids to help them understand there's a bigger world than the world that they live in. it's like it's like there's there's more out here than what you see mm-hmm. on a daily basis, you know, and I think about the kids in Jersey City or Newark and you know all races. I'm not talking about any one particular race. I'm talking about all races, all types of kids, tall, small, whatever. These kids are getting matched up with these adults and understanding and realizing and now are able to realize that they're, they are special and that they need to conduct themselves in a certain way in order to be more than just what you grow up around. And it's nice to know that there's an organization that can help kids get on their feet and believe in themselves because these bigs give that kind of support. Listen you're not less than. Because kids today, kids today have a way of not only putting other kids down, but putting themselves down. Mm -hmm. And don't we as adults do the same thing? Yes. I think so many times, yeah, Mm -hmm. we have to be reminded that, look, the negative talk has to stop. That negative stuff is all in your head. You are greater than what you tell yourself. And that, that is what I love about big brothers, big sisters, because they remind the kids, you know, these bigs are reminding their littles that, you know, you're more than what you what you tell yourself you are. You can do this. You can do this. You can do anything, and that's what they help them understand, so that they can achieve more.
1: Hmm.
0: Great. Program. I like that.
1: I do too. I like that. Do you Do you think that you'll do another video about another organization?
0: Type of? <laughs> oh, if the spirit moves me. Um. <laughs> um. I probably will. I I like film. Uh, film don't get me wrong, I'm a photographer I understand I'm a photographer first but film really tells the story F- mm-hmm. photos tell the story but film film tells a story because it's photos moving photos, you know, right. that's really the way I see it right. it's, just, it's moving photos um, so I love film for that reason, that it tells the story I get to add audio with these visions that you capture that create the story of who someone is, why they do what they do, how they do it, you know, where they do it, all of the who, what, when, where, why, you know, when they got started um, and go from there, how they grow and how they, how they operate and who they reach. And I, I really, that's why I love documentaries because it tells the true story and then you get to piece it together in the post-production and it's just beautiful. (laughs) What's your
1: favorite documentary? Not just that you've seen. Netflix, anything that's anything that's out there.
0: Wow, I like documentaries too. Boy, talk about being put on the spot.
1: Huh? <laughs> well, you can. I my, mean, I, it's like so coming up with favorite, your favorite movie. But.
0: Documentary that I have seen um, would have to be about. See, I'm going to take it back to photography. uh, It would have to be about um, President Obama's photographer, who is now currently working in the White House with President Obama. And uh, Lord have mercy, I forget his name. But they did a docu on this guy that, um, I mean, has now spent eight years in the White House. And I believe he was there prior to the Obamas. Mm And just the whole story of how he creates these images and how they put them on, how they change them out in the White House and how they choose these particular images to put up on the walls and some of the images that he's been able to capture and um, fascinates me. He fascinates me. Mm. And his work is documenting as they documented him in video he's documenting those years in the white house with these presidents and presidents with people and and how fascinating is it that you're you get to watch somebody's work through these documentaries and see how they work and see how they are able to capture and captivate and uh, and and learn from them because i didn't realize that as a white house photographer you're not allowed to delete any images you have to you keep
1: know, everything yeah
0: you have to keep everything so even the junk gets left in you know but uh and it all gets archived so it's really quite amazing how they even use photography for a for something like the white house it's it's spectacular <laughs> you know
2: so the question is what type of photography do you do
0: so I do mainly portraits. Uh, I'm a portraitist, love portraits. I do not do weddings. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> started in weddings. I was done. Um, I just think there are there's someone for every area. Mm. and I am not your wedding photographer. I like uh, working with corporate. Uh, and doing corporate images and capturing uh, headshots. So I do headshots, portraits, uh, and then events and nonprofit events. So I work a lot of nonprofit events as well, which brings me much joy because nonprofits tend to think that um, let's get a volunteer because we don't have any money. Let's get a volunteer and have them take the photos. But oftentimes nonprofits are the ones that really need great images because they have a board to answer to. They have a group mm-hmm. of people that they have to answer to. And they have people who are trying to invest in their business. So the nicer your images are, you could tell the story better. And I f- have found in the past that a lot of nonprofits, because they don't have the money, or they think they don't have the money, they tend to think You know, good enough is good enough. No, you Mm -hmm. should have... Try to get the best. Yeah, try to get the best, you know? So it costs you a little bit. It's okay. You can come out of pocket a little bit for great images because it only represents you beautifully, so...
1: What type of... For someone starting out in photography um, and then in film, what type of camera would you
0: say would be the best uh, start? Oh camera. wow! You know every filmmaker out there right now is going to be like, "She's not a filmmaker." Um, like that camera right there that you have you with know, you. I, what kind of camera? Yeah, is that? which I just happened to have today as <laughs> I was shooting <laughs> before I came here. Awesome actually. looking camera. Um, I, so I I work with a DSLR. So this is a I'm going to write this DSLR, down and and uh it's called a digital single lens reflex camera um because your lenses are interchangeable they come out you can right. put on different lenses and uh use different um you know you're working with apertures and shutter speeds now our DSLRs started coming out with video capability and uh which is what i love about a great DSLR is that it came out with video capability and so now i i uh I've worked with both. I've worked with like a camcorder style, uh, professional level, uh, camcorder style video, and I and I work with my DSLR. And I'll tell you, quality wise, um, I love the DSLR quality wise. Um, but if I were to do. Something on a more regular basis where video was my mainstay Mm -hmm. focus, I would probably switch over to some sort of a camcorder uh, type of video uh, just because, you know, for me... Focus, etc., is automatic on those, and so um, these, I, my DSLR, I adjust. I actually still do everything manual on here, so I'll adjust manually. I'll do everything manually. It allows me. It gives. It still gives you great quality, mm-hmm. um, but um, I just, I just like the ease of a camcorder style video mm-hmm. camera. Cool. But I'm digging okay. the DSLR. I mean, there are guys out there that are rocking it, rocking it and making whatever they use. I'll tell you something, if you're starting out, don't get hung up on uh, going into the, what a friend of mine once said to me, don't get hung up on going into digital debt.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: So many people think they have to run out and spend $5,000 on a camera and, you know, in order to have great quality. And what people need to realize and understand and remember that it's not the camera that gives you quality. It's the light that gives you quality so you want to make sure that you know you have a way of being able to to, uh, get great light on your subjects and even in photography it's all about light and you know photography means painting or drawing with light and mm-hmm. I think so many people miss the boat on that. They think it's the camera. It's the lens and it's it the, the photographer. The, yeah. I thought it was
1: the camera, too. You I'm you, like, oh, you, I need a good camera. I'm you like, get, oh,
0: No, you ugh. can look. It, you know, when I started out, I actually had, when I started shooting video, I actually had a little uh, Canon PowerShot. You know, a little PowerShot, the little portable, little, pad, the yeah. little red one that you, okay. you know. I, and I did video off because you know what? That thing did 1080p. So it still shot high-res video. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't one of the, it wasn't a DSLR. It wasn't like a a big bulky thing. But I'm telling I created a whole video off of that. thing. (laughs) And I thought to myself, really? Off of that? It gave me that? Where you want to be careful is your sound. You want to be careful with your sound. You want your sound quality to be amazing. So on those little cameras, you can shoot the video. Just get a um a sound recorder and get an inexpensive lav- lavalier mic a lav mic and start there you know you don't even have to start with a lavalier mic and a sound recorder just start with what you have if you have a phone start with your phone if you have a little power shot point and shoot start with that start with something mm-hmm. if you really want to get into film start with something Get out there, learn to shoot from angles, learn about lighting, learn about how to capture what you want in the way that you see it in your mind. And that's a lot of times I have to remember. i got to get out of my head and onto a card, onto print, into something. Because if it stays stuck in your head, what good is it, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean... Who wants, you know, you can tell, I could talk to you about my ideas all day, right? I'm sure you you have like a book, a book of ideas. I do. I have a book of ideas. (laughs) but I'm just not getting to you. Absolutely. (laughs) Because, you know, life, you get caught up in life, you know? So, yeah, you have a ton of ideas. But at the end of the day, it's how much of those ideas are you taking from your head, writing it down, and then actually executing it. Right. It's the execution. Is yeah. Guilty of it. Wow, having a lot of ideas and not executing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. She. Yeah. Why do you, she looks at me like she's like because my, I feel like you know I have being spoken to and we need to you know listen and absorb everything that's given to us. Yes. It's like, Mother hen over here. <laughs> like, thanks, Mom. You're welcome. But i they being right. no
0: spoken to as well. Trust and believe. <laughs> it comes a point in time, though, where you have to stop absorbing and you got to start doing. You know? Stop trying and start doing. And, you know, every time I use the word try, <laughs> I, I had a friend that, <laughs> <laughs> she's looking at you like, hmm <laughs> You know, she speaks the truth. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You've got to stop knows. trying. And they're, you know, they're... You have to get to the place where, if it's really what you want to do, mm-hmm. stop talking about it, stop talking about it, and start. And I, I have that problem. I have that problem of talking, talking, talking about things. I talk things to death. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I ask, ask my son. <laughs> right, right. As oh, I said, I had goodness. a son. Yeah, my son is 28 years old. Okay ask my son how much i talk about doing things and he's like seriously you just talked about this can you just stop talking about it and just do it and he's right get it done stop yammering about it so that's 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 really what a lot of our issues are as mm-hmm. creatives that's where we go wrong we talk 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 talk
1: because we want it to be perfect like i have i have this idea no perfect. i have this idea in my head but i don't I'll know where to start that. i don't know where to start like so, she. I told her my idea like four million times, and she's like, "You know what? We're gonna write this down." So, we while we're waiting for some of the next films to start at the um, this year's JCITFF, we started writing down scenes. So we're like, "Okay," right. so she. <laughs> Do you want to discuss this? No, go
2: ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I love how she says we. It's me. I, like I love your faces
0: is. right now. <laughs> well, go ahead. Emily, your face is like, mm. go ahead. Tell them what I said.
2: I mean, then we can talk about the part time cop. Wow. <laughs> That's
0: <a>, so <laughs> you good know.
2: Does no, Juliet no, no, no. know about the part time cop? You can tell
0: her. No, you can't. Yeah, so.
2: No, but c- continue. I'm interested.
1: Because I want to write like I'm always interested in writing about um, like these homework movies and these little clips and I said I don't really know how to just start doing it. I want I have this idea in my head so I just started writing out little clips and little scenes. So I said I don't like the way I said you know what I think it could all, it could all be done later. It could all be edited later, cut whatever and finished. But I can't figure out how I wanted to just go and flow and 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 work. And what concept do I use? Do I use um, uh, an idea that's from my life? Do I have this idea? Uh, I could take it from what I've seen. I could take this idea, mix it with this idea, and put it together. Like, how can I come up with this little movie or a little fifteen-minute thing or thing that I want to put together? And h- how can I make it flow and? make it successful but I was like you know what just start doing it and this one over here decides to write it already okay. and she disguised, and starts there though
2: well here, here's the thing she left out a chunk well I'd lift that
1: to you okay, okay. of course okay.
2: she did <laughs> so she just apparently described it the best way <laughs> well this is what happened she spoke about this over a year ago so we're back at the festival And I said, remember a year ago you were talking about your Hallmark movie? And she's like, yeah, so what happened to that? Oh, I just got busy and I don't know. I don't know where to start and all this other stuff and everything she said. And then I said, you know what? No, we're going to do it now, because we'll be back here next year, and then we're going to have the same conversation. And then we're going to be nowhere when we could have been walking the red carpet and telling everybody about this movie and getting it done and making more movies. So that's when I decided, let's put the idea on paper. She didn't know what she wanted, so I said, let's just do a comedy about something fun. And then that's when the part-time cop (laughs) comes into play. But at the end of the day, I just wanted her to... Instead of keep saying, you know, I don't know, I don't know, just put your ideas down. And I told right. her that a long time ago. Let's just do something, you know, because again, a year is gonna go by, two years that's right will go by not and like nothing's right. gonna get done. And I think we have a bad habit of always talking about it and not doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're stuck where we are now, because we I think we lack self confidence to get things done. I think there's that doubt that's, okay, well, is it going to be successful? What if we can't? And we have to get that out of our vocabulary as well. What,
1: what bothers me is that I can't get down what's in my head.
0: Fast enough.
1: Fast enough, and the way I'm seeing it. How do I take what's up here and put it down here? Is there a certain way of shooting it? Is there a certain... Okay, angle. So like, like that's what I see. Think you're getting about.
0: all in your head on that. So here, so here's how I got started. Uh, here's how I got started. So yes, I had an idea, um, and I and I thought this would be great to do this. Uh, uh, ended up approaching JCITFF. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do something about community. They mm-hmm. ended up giving me the assignment of boys and girls club voice sorry my apologies my apologies Carlos Leniak um, <laughs> big brothers big sisters and uh, it was and I it, it was it took everything in me to get the concept and flow of where where I wanted this to go but here's what happened for a long time I kept getting stuck because what I had in my head um, you're right I couldn't mm-hmm. get down quick enough on paper right. so I started using a voice recorder. And I would record into it this idea, blah, blah, blah. And I would just talk into the my okay. – I put the voice recorder, downloaded it on my phone. Right. And I would record ideas that I had so that I could just get them out of my head. And what happened was, you know, that's why they tell you to storyboard, to f- see where you want the story to go. And eventually what I was doing was I was – I analyzed things to death. That's, that's I analyzed, what I'm okay. Yeah, and I said to myself, just knock this off and go and just start shooting because if you just keep talking about it, you're just going to keep you're going to keep talking and analyzing and uh-huh. writing, talking, analyzing, writing. just I called Carlos. I said, hey, can I get a moment in time that I could come sit with you and do an interview? Mm-hmm. Packed up my gear. He gave me a date on the calendar, and now it's set. Once you have a date on the calendar. To shoot it, mm. that's it. You can't, there's no going back. Yeah. There's no canceling. There's right. No, because that person is prepping themselves for you. Right. To come in and do this. Right. There's no getting it right. There's no this, that, and the other thing. I mean, 10 million things are going to my, I don't have the right lighting and I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't. Find the right, go out. When you get a date on the calendar, mm-hmm. go out, scout your location, mm-hmm. see what it looks like. See, look around you, and I mean 360 look around you. Spin around to see what is around you and get an idea in your head of where you want to shoot it and how you want it to look in the setting that you're going to shoot it in. So Carlos allowed me to come into his office, see where I wanted to shoot and what I wanted to shoot, and then once I had it in my head, once I saw the location, I said, okay, I now know that I want to get capture this shot, this shot, this shot, this shot, this shot, in their setting, Because I knew I had to be inside. For the Mm -hmm. stuff with the bigs and littles, I wanted it to be out in the community where they actually spent time. So uh, Frankie and his big, Mm -hmm. with Frank and his big, I shot it in Westfield in a park. Because he actually learned how to ride a bike. His big taught him how to ride a bike. Wow. That was a big part of that movie, of that short, was that they rode a bike and that was the opening of the whole movie was the, the, uh, that opening was him riding a bike. And what people don't realize is he learned to ride a bike because of his big. And so and they he learned and rode in that park. I remember that scene. So that was memorable for them. So use that. Use. So yeah. you have to do your interviews first. You have to contact people. You got to get them on the calendar. You have to do a phone interview. Ask them a couple of questions to kind of get an idea. Go out, scout the location, but get that date on the calendar. Because once the date is on the calendar, you can't pull that back. Right. And then see what kind of light is there during whatever time of day. And then have an idea. If you're going to use natural light, use natural light. If you're going to have to bring in lights, now you're talking about expense, etc. And that's what people need to understand is there is a less expensive way to start with what you want to do. And if that means shooting in daylight, shoot in the darn daylight. Yeah. But get it. Go get it. Go capture it. It's not, not going to be perfect the first time. Mm-hmm. And trust me, I know. Because <laughs> there were nights I was like near tears trying to edit this thing and put this thing together and and ask for help. So Michael Billy um, was a huge help to me. He, I would call him and say, Michael, I don't, I don't have this right, and blah blah. And I'm trying to think of what I can do. And he's like, Send me a sample. Let me see it. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me help you. Let right. me help you. Here is a, here is an experienced person in film, in editing, in sound, in this, in that, in everything that has to do with film. And I sent it over to him. He's like, This isn't bad. What, what is wrong? Like, wh- why are you putting yourself down? This is actually really good. Why don't you change this? What about this as an intro? Do you have shots where you took shots of them doing this? And Mm -hmm. I was like, I do have something like this. And he's like, that would work. Why don't you start it out that way? So it's always nice, too, to seek out the help that you need to be able to take it to the level that you want to take it to. But start with you. Start with getting a date on the calendar. Get in there do the interviews that you need or set up the shots that you need and go from there. You're thinking about, oh my goodness, I have to shoot this, 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 because I want it to look like this. Don't think about the editing. Okay. Stop doing that, tears, because that will drive you, that drove me crazy. Okay. I I kept thinking about the editing and not about the shooting because I saw it in my mind as being a finished product that looked like this and it might look completely different when you're done. But it's still done. Mm. The idea with me at this point now is go out, take the shots you want, and let an editor help you put it together. <laughs> no, seriously. Because you know what? The magic happens in post. The magic happens in post, Emily. The magic <laughs> happens in post. Let me tell thank you, editors. Thank you, video and photography editors anywhere out there in the world who can hear my voice right now <laughs> thank you God bless you you are worth every penny we spend I mean that wholeheartedly
2: mm.
0: make it happen you know yeah. you don't have to be you don't have to do it all who said you had to do it all you
1: said because yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that has this because I think that everything like costs money I need to pay this person I need to pay this person you are know, like
0: I don't you know what look I don't have time for, I don't have time for all that. Everything okay. So my motto is everyone should get paid for their right. time or services. Right. But if you don't have the money to pay them, right. go out and look for people who can help you pay them. That or find people who could collaborate with you on a project who can do it at no cost. So you have to start talking to me. What here's what happens is we we don't okay. talk to people. We don't open our mouths. We don't move to make things happen for us. We stay in this box and we're like, I'm all by myself, all by myself, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be, you know, like who the heck wants to be all by themselves? I don't want to be by myself. You Okay. So if you don't want to do it all by yourself, guess what? There are people out there who will collaborate with you to help you reach the level of success that you're looking to reach. Right. I wrote a letter the other night. It's the week before, you know, it's Thanksgiving coming up. I wrote a letter the other night and I said, I am so blessed. I have gotten to meet people like Diane von Furstenberg and Soledad O'Brien and Danny Glover and like people, you know, Ruby D, like big people, like big people but I've also gotten a chance to work with local big people like right. Joe Scott from Jersey City Medical Center and his whole crew of people at Jersey City Medical Center are so awesome to me. I I know the mayors of my city, like, yeah. you know, and when they see me, they greet me like I have gotten to work with amazing people And I, that would not have happened had I not put on my big girl boots and gotten out there and said, no, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to talk to the people who might be able to help me connect with people. And I did that. And I am a networker. I'm a networker first now i'm a networker first and i love connecting people to people that they need to be connected with because that's how you that's how you get to where you want to be yeah you know and if it wasn't for my opening my mouth and saying i need help with this that film with big brother's Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Yes, I got it right. That film with Big Brothers, Big Sisters would have never gotten done. Yeah. Because I ended up being the first grant recipient for JCITFF. (sighs) What? Because I opened my mouth and I said, I need help. It
1: says, I need help. Emily, I need help. Well, I need help in other ways. I need
2: help. (laughs) Well, hey, listen. And I just want to say the video recorder information... That was just given to you. I said that to you before, and you ignored me. I just want to put it out there. Oh,
0: boy. Wow, she's throwing <laughs> really you everything right her, that butt. It's too
2: fast. does <laughs> not how to get it on paper. And I said, well, then just put it on
0: the phone. Yes. Video record it. Yes. Audio record it, video <laughs> record it. She's right.
2: <laughs> she just gives me that look See, like.
0: But here's the problem, though. You talk and talk and talk, and you're getting the answers, but you're not listening. You're not listening. <laughs> I, I, I have a coach in my life. I'm going to give a shout out to Willa Willa Chisler right now. Willa Edgerton Chisler. And this woman is a blessing to me because she said, stop talking about it. Stop. You talk, talk, talk so much. Just start doing it. Get out there and do it. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I had another person years ago, maybe 20, 30 years ago, say, Tomorrow's going to (laughs) come. You can try and stop it, but tomorrow's going to come. So where are you going to be tomorrow or five years down the road or 10 years down the road? Because whatever you're thinking about doing right now, in five years, are you still just going to be right where you're at? Or are Mm -hmm. you going to be in five years doing what you want to do? And that's why I ended up doing an extra two years in college, because instead of getting my associate's degree, I was like, Well, it's only two more years, and two years has already gone by. So just make it a four-year college degree. So I Mm -hmm. stayed at school, and I got my four-year college degree. Best thing I could have ever done for myself, because now I realize four years later, I could have been sitting on the couch without a degree. Mm -hmm. But four years later, I was not sitting on a couch with a degree. Getting a better job, thinking higher for myself, becoming a business owner. I mean... Just take a take a leap, man. Jump, jump, jump.
2: That's I think the title of Steve Harvey's new book coming out. Jump, jump. Yes. Really? Kind of, yes. Hey. Motivation, because he's always you know trying to get people to live their dreams. Yeah. You know he says that you know you can't do what you want to do if you do nothing. That's right. So what are you scared for? Just jump.
0: Oh, you can be, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But there is something deeper in you that is bigger than scared, is bigger than fear, is bigger than there's this thing deep within me that's like, no, I'm not letting that stop me. I'm just, just jump, just make it happen take that and, uh, and it's scary to take a leap a leap of faith yeah. is a scary scary thing to to do that, and i get it trust me i'm thinking i'm thinking about it, i'm like oh geez here we go okay. is it because we're
2: afraid yeah. to fail
0: absolutely yeah yeah but is it? but failure is good so look at um uh, maxwell's book uh failing forward failing forward <laughs> failing forward, something like that there is a book out there talking about how you fail forward how failing is good for you how failing look Edison didn't get the light bulb right the first time right we're talking about perfection he didn't get it right the first time but eventually got it right everybody in this world that look at Ford I, I love the story of Ford so when he wanted a, an eight-cylinder engine, it wasn't a 12. It wasn't a V12 at the time. It was a V8, I believe. He said, no, you can make it happen. You can do this. I will not take no for an answer. And he he had a group of guys that he hired to make it happen, to figure, figure it out. I don't care what you have to do. I don't care what it costs. You're going to figure it out because it's what I want, and I know it can work. And they ended up creating an 8 cylinder engine. Like you but after how many failures? How many times did they not get it right in order to get it right? And that is what you've got to get past is are the stories that you tell yourself in your head. Those stories, it's kind of like a woman saying I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. Eventually, you're going to believe you're ugly and you're probably the most gorgeous person on the planet. But because you've told yourself so many times that you're ugly, you're not pretty, you're not beautiful, you're not this, you're not that. We are automatically tend to go to the negative instead of just go to the positive. I am fine.
1: <laughs> I am beautiful. I am fine. I am beautiful.
0: You know, I am great. I am spectacular. I am whatever you need to tell yourself to get yourself going. Tell yourself that and, and remind yourself that you are beautiful, that you are exactly who you are in this time. You are who you need to be. You know, you don't why are you putting on for everybody else? We we were talking about this earlier, right? With mm-hmm. hair. Why are we doing things for other people? Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Remind yourself how beautiful you are. And it all and everybody else will follow suit. <laughs> That's right. Everybody else will because you teach people how to treat you. Ah, my coach Willa taught me that too. We teach people how to treat us if we teach them to treat us badly guess what they're going to do they're going to treat us badly so if we don't know how to treat ourselves who's who are they to treat us well when we don't even treat ourselves well when we treat ourselves negatively when we tell her when we put our own selves down and then we meet somebody who puts us down and then we put up with it because we put ourselves down so we put up with that garbage don't put up with that garbage that's garbage Wow, we're a long way away from filmmaking and photography, but oh, you know, this is good.
1: no, I don't. Uh-uh. It doesn't. <laughs> it We, it can, know, it we, we c- can get off topic. We can <laughs> discuss anything in here. It's we beautiful. got some information. I will take it. Why are
2: you looking okay. at me like?
0: Sh- because you talk and talk, but you're not doing. That's why she's looking at you like that. So, so <laughs> here's the thing: is you know, you're 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 hearing. You're hearing right now what I'm saying. Are you listening to it, though? There's a difference between hearing and listening. Yes. And if you really are listening, then I would say in four weeks you're going to have something that you're going to start. There's a date that's going to be on the calendar. And I'm going to check back with you on that date. I'm going to check back because you know I'm going to get on you. Yes. Because, okay, because you want it. And do you want it badly enough to make it happen? Yes, you do. Really. I do. Look I, at do me, I do. I do want at me. I want
1: at it me. badly. I do want it. <laughs> that can be taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely be taken out of context. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> how badly do you want your dreams to? And not even dreams, but that how. How much do you desire to make your future happen for you? Do you desire strongly to make your future happen? Yes. And what I, does that future look like? You have to know that as well. And then you could take steps to make it happen. The key here I, is I feel steps. that I need to,
1: I don't know if I should write or shoot. And I'm thinking I need to just write. I okay. think is getting. I think that's the first step.
0: Is it a movie? Ye- it's a oh, Hallmark style yeah, it, movie. Yeah, it's oh, well.
1: it's the because the only reason I wanted to do Hallmark yeah. is because one, it's like heartfelt and it's totally like it's a you can kind of figure out oh what's going to happen here oh she's going to end up with him blah 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 and I, I kind of like that but what girl wouldn't so right that's the idea and then we kind of came up with um, a different concept and i said let's make it let's make it kind of funny because okay. i think we can i think we can do this i think we can figure this out so i wanted to i have an idea of what i want to do she has a different idea but i think i'm just going to start writing different clips and different scenarios just kind of get it started and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: No. Yes.
0: So slow, slow down. See? Slow see, this- down. But I
1: have all these that, things. That
0: happens. That happens. You get going. Slow down. Write first. Okay. Because it's a movie. At okay. That point, you have to write parts. Right. Script. You have to write, you know, scene cuts, what you want to see in the scenes, etc. An idea of where you might want to shoot it. It doesn't have to be exact, but you have to write first for you because it's not a doc. It's, it's right. a movie. You Right. create a movie. Right. So you do have to probably... All the filmmakers are like, you're giving her wrong advice. I probably am. I mean, but from what, what I know from the people that I know, they have written these movies first so that they have the parts. Okay. Then they go into casting. Okay. Well... But you've got to scout your locations because you've got to find your locations. You've got to get those calendared and Mm -hmm. and you've got to get things on the calendar and what you're going to shoot. Then you have to find your cast and a crew and then put those together and then go out and shoot little scenes. Like take parts of your movie that you've written Mm -hmm. and shoot them in just clips, just little clips like along the way until you get all the clips that you want. And then you can go into post-production. It doesn't have to be done in a week and it doesn't have to be done. Nobody's giving you the, the only person that's creating a timetable is you. Right. Create the timetable you want. If you can't finish shooting, you know, look, there are some film crews that can go out and shoot in three days and capture an entire movie in three days, in one week, in a month. But if you, if it takes you a year to capture all the pieces that you want for your movie, you know, and then you... Maybe check them off of your script of, yeah, we got that scene. We got that scene. We got that scene. We did that. We did that. And then you and then you can go into post-production. That's that's going to be m- my way of looking at it. I, I, I Like I said, there are guys out there and girls out there who are filmmakers who know better than I do. But just to help you get started, at least start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Figure out... What that? What this movie really looks like, and start plotting it out and write. Yeah, I see you guys looking at each other. Well,
2: that I mean, going on a record, I think (laughs) that's what I had suggested that we write scenes first. I'm just saying.
1: No, you know, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right and i believe we still have those somewhere oh i have them <laughs> of course
0: <you> <laughs> and it's always good to have somebody that you team up with who can stay on you and and she keep does. you accountable accountability is huge when you're one thing i've learned from business you know all the <laughs> all the ways you're not supposed to do things <laughs> That's what. That's the way I did it. Um, I did everything wrong when I started. I, when I started, I did everything wrong. Um, but I'm able to give all of those wrong ways to other people so that they don't make the same mistakes. Because why reinvent the wheel? I already screwed it up. So <laughs> let me just help but you. Isn't that how the you writing. learn, though? But I did learn. I've learned a lot. I've grown into my skin. I've learned a lot, and. Um, it is how you learn, and that's why I'm able to now want to take things in a different level for for myself, for my business, for my future, and my career. Um, because I know better now who I am. So all of those things that um, might not have seemed right, maybe even to others, or especially to myself. I mean, like Michael Billy says, just own it. I'm going to own it. All of the things that I did that might not have been done right, I now have learned from so that I can now move myself forward. Mm-hmm. And so those things have become really a blessing to me. It all depends on how you look at it and how you see it, how you want to view it. You know, I view, I view them now as a blessing. I might be angry in the moment that I do it because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you goofball. But it goes back to, again, not letting that negative talk rule you. And not having that negative talk rule who you are, what you do, how you operate, but moving that forward into positive communication with yourself and saying, I can do this, I can make this work, I can, I can, I can, I can, and I will, and I have. And perfect example, I uh, started doing triathlons three years ago, sprint triathlons, not huge you know, Ironman triathlons, though one day I will be there. Um But I wasn't a runner. I wasn't then a runner. And I kept saying, and all my friends know this, I hate running. I hate running. I hate running. I don't like running. I I don't run. Hang on. Yeah. I hate running. For three years now, I've said, I hate running. I'm not a runner. I don't know how to run. I don't. I don't. I can't. I Mm -hmm. bop, bop, bop all the negative and I knew I knew in order to bring my time down for these tries I needed to learn to run (laughs) so what did I do I stopped telling myself I hate running I stopped telling myself I can't run and I called a running coach so I called up my friend Eric and I said Eric I need your help I need to learn how to run <laughs> and he he chuckled because he's like you know how to run <laughs> if somebody's chasing you I was you like oh run. no I'm gonna run he's like okay so you it know it just how doesn't to run. happen in dreams exactly I can't <laughs> Why can't I run? Why oh are my, my feet God. stuck to the pavement? I'm moving <laughs> my arms, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it's a slow mo, and that's how I felt running. I like I was running in slow mo, and he came out and he walked me through a process of running, which I what I did really. I need to do that that to change this, to shift this, to shift that, and. When we got done with this training session, I lit standing in the middle of the park, I was bawling. Crying. He's like, Why are you crying right now? I said, because I I honestly cannot believe I'm running. Like, really right now? He timed me, so he sent me on a quarter mile run. And he timed me the first time. And he's like, now I want you to pick up speed. Don't think about your time. Just pick up speed and come back around. let's time you again. Mm-hmm. So they timed me a second time. And it brought my time down by like 15, 14 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and I
2: thought. Well, wait, on, the same, in the same day? on the same day, oh, 10 minutes later. <laughs> no, no.
0: Same day, 10 minutes later. And it brought my time down by 14 seconds. Thinking of posture air, breath, pace. And I and I said to him, that's why you say don't run with music playing. And he looked at me, he's like, because he knew I got it. He's like, yes, why? Why do I say don't run with music? I said, because I set my own pace. Mm. By listening to music, I'm allowing somebody else to set my pace. That's when I started crying.
1: You said, because, like, yeah, I, you're going mm. with the pace, the music.
0: And I said to myself, I've not set my own pace for my own life. Hmm. I've been running to everybody else's beat. I've been running to everybody else's music and not my own. And that was when I broke down in tears because I realized, I get it. This is about me. It's not about anybody else. This is about me and the life I want to create for myself. It's not about running to somebody else's pace. Mm. It's about creating my own pace And that's why I say, hair, body image, It's a. Stop living according to everybody else's thought process and figure out who you are, who you want to be, who you are, and where you want to go with your life, and let that be what drives you. you Create your own music, your own voice in your head of where you want to take yourself. I like that. Hmm. I'm not running to anybody else's pace. I'm running to my own. And now I love running. <laughs> I, I put a post <laughs> up I put a post up on Facebook and my friends were like, wait, wait, wait. You just you hated running yesterday. I'm like shh <laughs> 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 Shh, don't speak. Yes. Shh oh Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it all depends on how you shift. Eric helped me shift my mind. Shift my focus and shift how I thought about myself and about running. And now, yeah. Let's make it happen.
1: Let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, Let's make it happen. And you make it happen. So, set your pace.
2: You uh, the- Juliet will get back in touch with uh, my girl Renee December 17th.
0: I'll touch base December 17th. See where you're at. Look, and listen, if you need help, ask.
2: I need help. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So if you need help, ask. Because the key here is, you know, everybody talks about looking behind you if nobody's following. Have you heard this before? If nobody's following you, then basically you don't have anybody that you're training to come up behind you and take the lead. You, we don't okay. all have to be, you know, I look, I don't have to be the leader of all things. And if you need help, if I already know something or know in my own way something that I can help you with, then I'm going to pull you up with me. I'm not going to leave you back there struggling by yourself. In the military, they say, you know, Marines are huge for this. No man, leave no man behind. Leave no man behind. And we shouldn't we live our lives like that? You know, not Mm -hmm. just a military statement, but that should probably be a, a world statement. Leave no man behind. Bring people with you on your journey. You know, help them help them through those tough times and those experiences that they're going through so that they, too, can know and understand and feel what success is. In their own world, what success is to them, you know, and success is something to everyone. Success is something different to everyone And what is your definition of success? You know, it could be doing one movie and Mm. that's it. And that's success for you. And then that success leads to another level of, oh, man, we got that done. We could do something else. Yeah. Because that's what happens. I like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like running these triathlons, you run one, you want to run another. That's what happens. It becomes the fuel that burns inside of you that pushes you To another level of wanting to do something else, and so be careful because (laughs) you don't really want to do something on another because you can't do the same thing. You have to make it better the next time around. Yes, you know you have to you 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 could run a time of two hours for or or eight hours for a marathon, but next year are you going to run an eight hour fifteen minute marathon? Heck no! You're going to run a 7 hour 45 minute marathon you know you it pushes you to want to be better the next level and so when you write your movie and you get it done and you put it out there it doesn't matter who thinks it was great who thinks it's a flop who th- you got it done the key here is crossing the finish line oh man does it feel good to cross the finish line what all that work all that training all that everything that you've done comes down to this test can I run this marathon and cross the finish line it only becomes about the finish line at that point
1: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about everything
0: yeah I see you thinking I smell that smoke (laughs) Yeah, it comes to the finish line what's the finish line for you and when you cross it what's the next project that's going to bring you to that next high to cross that next finish line Don't think about that project now, though. Think about this immediate project that you're looking at doing. How are you going to get to the finish line? What does the finish line even look like for you? So whatever that finish line looks like, how are you going to get there? What are you going to do to make that happen? What steps are you going to take to make that happen? And once you put those steps together and you actually go out and implement, yeah, I see you thinking about it. Yeah. Then... (laughs) You know, then make it happen for yourself.
1: It's rumbling. Okay. All right. Okay.
0: Stop talking about it. Start making things happen. Stop talking about it. Start making things happen. And Emily, look, you've got a great partner in crime I over know. here. I know I do. She, she is, when you have someone like Emily who is helping you poise yourself for success... That is so important to have somebody on your side and supporting you. What better friendship can you find in someone than someone who supports you and believes in you? And that's what you do for Renee, you know? You support and believe in her. She just has to believe in herself enough to start making it happen. Because you can believe all you want, Emily. You can believe in her. Willa believed in me before I believed in me. Everybody believed in me before I believed in me. Joe Scott believed in me before I believed in me. Willa, Edgar Tachisler believed in me before I believed in me. My son believed in me before I believed in me. And then once I was able to reach that first, that platform of completing the first, whatever it was that I was driven to complete, then I believed in me. Because I was like, I can do this. I can, and I and I have. Mm. I did it. I completed it. I finished the project. Now what? What else can I do? That's, that's when that comes. What else can I do? So for me, with running and these triathlons, I cross the finish line. Right? So next year, what am I going to do? Next year, I'm not just going to do a sprint triathlon. I'm going to do an Olympic triathlon. I'm going to go the next level up because it's all about challenging yourself and doing something greater than what you've done before, right? Mm -hmm. You know what life really is about? I mean, maybe not all of life, but that's a lot of what life is about is challenging yourself to do something on the next level. So instead of doing a sprint trial, do an Olympic try and maybe in a couple years down the road, instead of doing an Olympic trial, do a half Ironman, you know? And so... It's always challenging yourself to do something one up yourself. One up yourself. I one up myself all the time. Dude, do you do like a tough mutter or one of those zombie nah. zombie runs? Yeah. <laughs> nah. No. <laughs> I was like I'm not saying tough mutters look, tough mutters are hard. They are. They're hard. But they don't interest me at all. Okay. The, the, the the thrill for me is swim bike run. Swim bike run. Okay. That's a thrill for me. Tough mutters. there are people who are like all over Tough mutters, and all those rock and roll make that happen. For me, it's about a triathlon, swim, bike, run, you know? How much better can I swim? How much better can I cycle? How much better can I run? That's what pushes me physically to do the things that I do. This body used to weigh 300 pounds. This body right here used to weigh 300 pounds. And I'm nowhere near where I would like to be, but I don't care about that because whose body image is that? That's somebody else's body image for me. So right now I am where I am and where I'm happy being. So, you know. Yeah. So on the next level, leveling up, yeah. Yeah. Level up. If I'm going to one-up myself, then as I, as I continue to work hard... The, the body fat continues to come off and I continue to shape this body but it's not about my body it's about finishing the race for right. me see I don't make it about my body I make it about the race I make it about the challenge to do all three because I find that to be more fascinating than my body being something that you know the uh, the, per, the, the quote unquote perfect body that somebody is going to look at I don't care about that crap anymore stuff. I don't care about that stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm not I'm not concerned about that stuff right. anymore, you know? I mean, I want to look good for me. I want to look good just in my clothes. I want my clothes to look good. I want to feel good in my skin. But my goal is crossing that finish line. <laughs> I'm going to cross that finish line whatever it takes. I'm going to cross that finish line. Wow. Whatever it takes. So what's it going to take? It's going to take getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and hitting the gym, getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning and hitting the gym. If that's what it's going to take, guess what? When I'm in training, set, when I'm in training, ask my friends. When I'm in training, somebody saw me eating something the other day. They were like, you're not training right now, are you? I was like, nope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How can you tell? (laughs) <laughs> what gave it away?
0: I was like, nope, I'm not. I'm not training right now, and I'm eating everything I want. Because when I go back into training, that's it. It's on. I'm on lockdown. I lock myself down. What's your diet? So diet, right now, I'm not for, going to no, tell for you. For training. For training. So I actually, um, I am very lean. I don't do red meat. Um, I won't do red meat, uh, though it's protein. I won't do red meat. Um, But I'll do uh, fish. I'll do some chicken and a lot of vegetables, a lot of vegetables. Uh, Very heavy on the veggies. Uh, Very few carbs, but I do have carbs uh, because carbs are good for your body. It's fuel. So you have to you have to do what's right for you. The month of August, I did a completely like 100 percent. No, it wasn't 100 percent, 80 percent vegan because I still had cheese. (laughs) I can't give up cheese. I'm sorry. I love cheese. Never said a lie.
2: (laughs) Cheese is my guilty. Like pizza. Oh, my gosh. She has an issue with pizza.
0: I had a pizza issue, too. That's why I had to do vegan. And so a lot of a lot of vegetarian is about being prepared, having everything prepared in advance. So I just actually purchased a mandolin and I have a a mandolin that slices up my my veggies and so I am about to go back into the gym and start my training again. Yes, before the holidays. And Mm. why do I do that before? Because I know I I love Thanksgiving. Who doesn't? I, can, I can gorge all day on some stuffing and a piece of turkey mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of gravy and some and some then the turkey
1: sandwiches cranberry
0: after Cranberry Yes. And then the
1: sweet potato yes. and the canned
0: Yeah marshmallows. Wow. The marshmallows on it and oh yeah. That I actually shred. and I actually make um sweet potatoes now with apples and walnuts, which is a wonderful thing. So I mean but But when I'm in training, I'm very conscientious of what I'm stuffing in my face. Because how are you going to say I'm in training for something and you're stuffing, you know, God knows what into your, you know, a, a... uh, a cronut, <laughs> you know, a croissant, donut every morning. That doesn't. How does that help you? That doesn't help you at all. How does that help? It doesn't help.
2: It doesn't. I mean, I struggle all the time. But pizza, that is my weakness. Cheese, that is my weakness. I'm just
0: guilty. But when you're eating bal- a balanced meal, you don't even you don't even think about those things. Those don't even become a when your when your body is balanced. I, I I swear to you, I lie to you not. When your body is balanced, when my body is balanced. There's There's not junk food in my house I don't even want it I don't buy it Because I'm eating I'm eating these foods that Nutrient wise Sweet potatoes Gives me the sweets Um I get the salt from Whatever I put salt on As far as like veggies And stuff like that So Um You know All of those things I don't I don't crave them It doesn't even become An issue for me Soda I don't drink soda So Um and I, I used to, I used to, and I loved it. Uh, but I don't, I don't drink soda when I'm training, because I just, there's no time for it. It's empty calories, uh-huh. and so I think, do I want to put this in my body as an empty calorie when I can have a whole plate of vet, like a large salad or something like that with. Um, like craisins or something so that you get that sweet and that savory together. And so it really becomes your taste buds, what you want, what you, where you see yourself going in your own diet. Um, I have, it. I got a nutritionist, uh, so she helps me a lot plan my meals. Um, Half of my plate is always vegetables when I'm in a train. When I'm during training time, half my plate is vegetables. Some sort of vegetables, whether it be kale, uh, cooked kale with spinach and tomatoes and onions, and cook that up with, you know, whatever else in there. Uh, whether it be that, a whole half a plate of that. Uh, protein is a quarter of the plate and some sort of a starch, so um, you know, uh, some sort of carb, so a uh, rice or whatever, you know, basmati or um, quinoa. Quinoa is huge, quinoa is big right now, um, and it's all those healthy grains, millet, etc. Like, it all depends on really where you want to go with your with how you want to feed and fuel your body so that becomes very important because if you're doing the work on the other end you want to make sure that you're putting good things in in order to get you know great results in the end and i can't ride my bike without that proper fueling i can't run you know three six thirteen miles without proper fueling wait how many you well, eventually for uh, for a half Ironman, it's a thirteen mile run, Ooh. right? So, thirteen point one miles. Yeah. So eventually for a half Ironman, I'll be. I think the uh, the distance is, I think a, a mile swim. A, I. forget the numbers. I know they're out there though. Um, like a mile swim, a fifty mile bike, and a, thirteen mile run or something like that. As I, I mean, it's it's heavy. It's heavy. Triathletes are, they're amazing. I love watching triathletes. They inspire me to want to be a triathlete, not on a full-time basis, um, just on a, you know, a a regular person level. But, um, you know, I'm not looking to become a, a professional triathlete at all. Uh, that's not, It's not that it's not in the cards for me. It's just it's not a desire of mine. Uh, But to be better and to know my body can, uh, because I will, is amazing to me. I that fuels me. That kind of challenge makes me want to go out and run right now. You know. So it it's just about what is it that fuels your fire and stokes that you know to make you become who you want who you want to be who do you want to be who do you want to be what do you want to do with your life you know and when you finally get that down pat um, it's it's nice it's nice to figure it out and to move towards some things and things are added but man to know who you are and who you want to be and where you want to go and what you want to do and what you want in life those are some of the biggest questions that some people have the most difficulty answering and then doing cuz once you answer it you still don't, sometimes don't do it some people answer it and they still don't do it so we're both guilty of that uh-huh we're all guilty of that except for the people who are making it happen you know cuz they're out there making it happen
2: Start making things happen. Take a picture of it.
0: Start making <laughs> things happen. Yeah.
2: Oh
1: wow, I feel so educated.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a good thing. I know. That's a good thing. Thank you. That's a compliment too. So I
1: feel just start start somewhere,
2: start from something. I feel like we were lacking something. mentors, and we got one. Like in. 90 wow. minutes we just had our mentor experience <laughs> i know
0: that's a blessing thank you that's an honor no, actually you. i but you know it's funny you guys are you guys are young you guys are young i i only look young um <laughs> but i'm old you know I, i'm not old like You're old, not old. old. Not um old. i'm 48 I've been there. I've done that. I'm almost 50 years old, you know? And well, What kind of moisturizer are you using? Come on. <laughs> um, Let's that's bottle right. bottle that real quick. What I just tell you? I swim, bike, and run.
1: Shh. And stays away from the pizza.
0: And I stay. Oh no no wait 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 I did not say I stayed away from pizza though. I stay away from pizza. I stay away from pizza when I'm training.
2: Well, I have a question. I'm
0: all over a good slice of pizza.
2: How long is your training, and is there something that you're supposed to do prior to beginning training? Like, do you have to detox before you? begin? Stop overthinking it. Well, no, for your no no.
0: Don't overthink it. That no becomes our it other it. problem. We overthink the heck out of everything. Stop overthinking stuff. I, ov-
2: I
1: overthink yeah. everything.
0: You know you're an overthinker when you Google, how, how do I stop, stop overthinking? overthinking? I did that. I did that too. Yeah. That's when you know you're an overthinker. Oh <laughs> like, my goodness. Stop it. Why are you overthinking overthinking? And I my am overthinking. Myself. Was overthinking was yes. i Exactly. I'm researching how to stop overthinking. That's not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you see those ar- or when you see those articles on like Facebook, how to stop overthinking. You click Ooh, on it. Yes. Click. Save link. Thank <laughs> yes. you.
0: I don't just save the link. I, I email myself the link. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, save it's a sickness. Link. That's right. That's right. So just stop overthinking. So how I do it is, yeah, I eat pizza. Absolutely. Am I out of the gym right now? Absolutely. I'm out of the gym right now. I am going back before thanksgiving even because i need to get on the treadmill um, because it's going to be colder this week but i already have cold weather gear to run outside Um, i've already made plans that listen this winter i am going to focus and keep my training up because it's in the winter time that um we tend to forget and we sit back on the couch and we get lazy yes you know and that's the time a guy said to me the other day when I was picking out my gloves I was at the uh, I was in New York City uh, for the marathon and I, I didn't run the marathon I didn't run the marathon I was just in the city for the marathon I went to Jacob Javits Center because they have the big huge um um uh I'm it there that w- when all the runners have to go in and pick up their packets and stuff like that they have all the vendors are set up uh, and they're okay. selling and so a lot of things are half price and because it's the marathon so they're you know trying to get rid of goods and stuff and uh, <laughs> I went in and a guy said to me, um, um, what do you where was I going with that?" <laughs> Where was I just going with that? Um, but I, I get in there and I'm buying all my stuff half price because I knew I, I had to get gloves with, for my cold weather gear. I had to get gloves because I knew in my head if I'm going to really do this and push myself to do an Olympic triathlon next year, I can't wait until March when it gets nicer outside to go out and start training. I've got to train through the winter. And it's really about prepping yourself and making yourself, getting yourself ready and preparing yourself for what's to come. And this is what he said, now that I remember where I was going with that. He said, why is it that we start training and then we train through the summer, which is when we're supposed to be looking our best and not training as hard. And then we stop training in September or October, but then we have to pile on clothes on a body that we just got looking the way we want right. to look. You know, like here you are, you're training through the summer. Your body looks great now in like September or October, but now you have to layer on all these clothes so nobody can see the great body that you've worked hard on. He's like, why do we not just train through the winter and then stop Shred our training? You know, yeah, cut, you know, cut our training back a little bit for the summer months, not train as hard and just maintain and I was like you know that's very true because you it want is. in the summer that's when that's yeah. why everybody in January 1st they run to the gym because they want to start prepping for summer right getting their right. body and then they quit because they're like oh I don't want to do the work <laughs> yeah, sure. you gotta be you gotta be ready to do the work you gotta be ready to do the work
1: that's when you never go to the gym first couple of weeks to January just
0: that is true
1: don't go to the gym. Wait till everybody dies. You know, everyone kind of gets up. By February. By February first. Fe- February, and then I'm <laughs> and then I'm back. I'm like, get off my machine. You're on my machine. Get off. You're not doing anything. You're on your phone. Oh. You, di- you did like one little thing. Lord,
0: people on their phone in the gym. Why do you what? even have your phone in the gym?
2: Well,
1: I li- I listen to it for. I listen to it for music. Oh. I'm I'm, I'm,
2: okay.
1: I, I have to listen to it for music. I need some sort of mm-hmm. little steps, something, but. I just, I, and why did people take pictures of themselves in the mirror? <laughs> like, everything about I the gym know. is coming out now. Like, why do girls wear makeup at the gym? Why do you need to look cute? There's nobody there that that's even worth it.
2: Well, time out now. For some women, they go looking cute because there is a person that might look just as good. I'm just saying.
0: And if you're working out, and they're looking at you, and you're looking at them, you—I mean, a lot of people go to 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 get to meet. You know, women want to look cute because they want—they may meet a guy who is interested in taking care of their body, just like they are. And so, people meet at gyms. You know, makeup. Why do you have to make? That's okay. Look, listen, listen. Here's the thing: everybody has their own world. Now, listen to me. You seriously don't you have a list of stuff that you need to be doing? I get so it. Down. You, so, why are we concerned about her wearing her makeup in the gym? I don't wear makeup at the gym. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, though, but that, see, that's what we get caught up in. We get caught up in what other people are doing at the gym instead of just being concerned about our own gym time. Right? That's what we do. <laughs> get in the wow. gym and do your thing. Don't worry about the girl who's wearing makeup trying to find a man. That's okay. That's on her. <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing for you.
2: Oh, I feel I have a lot to do. Well, I wrote it down. Oh, I'm so glad. I think we have a lot to do. I think you have a lot, I think we have a lot to do.
0: Yeah, I still have a lot to do.
2: So, what are your plans for the upcoming new year?
0: Wow. Um So every October, I usually uh, take time and reflect, uh, reflect on the year past, what things went right, what things might not have gone so well, um, the things I did and what things I want to continue doing next year. And I have not had that moment in time. I've been so busy, I have not had the opportunity to really... um, take time to figure out where I want to take life next year Uh, but I am working on that I will work on that in the next couple of weeks when things slow down a little bit more uh, and I'm not so swamped because I I, you know I got hit this this September and October uh, and beginning of November uh, like I've not ever been hit before which is not a bad thing I am not complaining about that and I will never complain about that Um, cuz work is good and it's good to be busy and it's good to know that people know about you and they want you to they want to work with you. Um but to take myself to the next level next year, I've not really given a ton of thoughts. I know I'm making some changes, mm. but um I'm keeping those under wraps right now and not letting um, too many people know about where I'm going next year because it's it's different. Yeah. It's different and they're going to be like, "Wait a minute, wait, what? You're doing what?" Why are you doing that? like why do you want to do that of all th- you know so right. so so for me for next year, um, I'm still making plans for what for really what I want to focus on next year to really make it happen for myself. but this the time of reflection that I normally take every year, I have not done that yet, and i I'm, re- I'm kind of chomping at the bit to, to make that happen because I know December's going to be here before I know it, and I just need to take time. Um, A couple days just in the quiet of just in the quiet and just really reflecting on the year and then figuring out where I want to take life next year and where I want to take the business next year and where I want to just take things next year. So uh, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. I'll let you know in December where I'm taking things next year
2: (laughs) when she calls you on the 17th when I call you on the 17th for that check in phone call
0: that's right
2: so Renee where are you that's right what are you doing I'll give it to her (laughs) I have an assignment due
0: you do have an assignment I have an assignment due and I have it I got on her a couple weeks ago, we talked on the phone, and uh, she was asking me to come here to the show. And it was a week ago. Speak, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was it, was like, a w- oh, it was just a week ago. Holy cow. It was, it was, it was, it was a week ago like because was... my
1: assignment's due today at 4 p.m.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. She's right. And I did. What did I ask you? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I said, write it down. I told you, don't answer me right now. Write it down. Figure it out. Write it down. Start there. Start there. And just stop, like don't do anything else, right? And I told you you had by four o'clock today to give me an idea of what it is you want to definitely make happen for yourself, and then I can help you from there because I know all of the ways. To I not have an hour. Minutes. You <laughs> have an app. You have an. It's two fifty six. You. An- I can
1: add. To- I can add to that list.
0: You have an hour and oh, it's two fifty seven. You have an hour and three minutes. So, yeah.
1: I, I have things to add. Now, after this whole conversation, this whole lesson, this whole lesson,
0: yeah, it's be- it's a beautiful thing. Look, there are people out there who are willing to teach you what it is you want to know. It's just a matter of um, being is it being in the right place at the right time, kind of. Um, and it's a lot of knowing who to talk to and you know, wh- what questions you have for them. To uh, get yourself where you want to be,
2: we have a lot of
0: work to do. We do have a lot of work to do. Don't we all? Uh, Don't we all? We all have a lot of work to do.
2: Well, this has been great. I'm. See? (laughs) I didn't expect this. I mean, I wrote all this stuff down on your pad. I needed to write it on my pad. You could take this. I need to make my list. All right. All right. Emily's going to copy my,
1: her list from whatever. Is that all your questions for Miss Juliet?
2: Yes. Go ahead. You can close the show out because I know that, yes, this is, yes.
1: No, well, no, I just wanted to thank you for, for being here and giving us, being our mentor. And if we have questions that we know who to call.
0: Oh, absolutely. You've got my number, so... We do. Use it, because um, you I'm, have to remember, people have been there and made mistakes already, and they there are people out there willing to help you get to where you want to be. And, you know, like I said, I've made mistakes. Maybe not all of the mistakes, but I've made quite a few um, but how do you not make mistakes? It's you like, do. You're going to. Yeah. Even with the mistakes I've made, you, I can tell you don't do this and you may do it, you know, and just to try it out for yourself. And But you've got to make mistakes so that you learn on your own. Do things wrong so that you know how to do things right.
1: Right. That's the only way to do it. Like, oh, I messed up last time.
0: I got it now. Yeah. So there are I some new it. things I'm trying next year just to challenge myself and give myself something else to uh To put to push myself towards, to get to a whole new level of, you know, amazing for me. So I have all
1: these things running through my head right now. (laughs) Yeah. I see
0: you thinking it. I see you thinking. So I know. You'll you'll make it happen. I'll figure it out. Yep. You'll make it happen.
1: I'll figure it out. You will. Juliet, thank you very much.
0: Thank you for having me. And we
1: will keep everybody uh, updated on my progress and Emily's progress because you know she has her goals and I have mine. (laughs) That's sneaky. That's that's good.
2: (laughs) See how I did that? Yes. Okay. Um, Well, wait, real quick. uh, Social media. Where can we find you? And do you have a website?
0: I sure do. So um, you could find me on the web at www.jfosterimagery.com, uh, and you can find me on all social media. It's really at J Foster Imagery on almost everything. Instagram is J Foster Imagery. Uh, Facebook is J Foster Imagery. Twitter is J Foster Imagery. I don't use Twitter a lot. Love Instagram. Connect with me on Instagram. I love it. Can we talk about and I yes, I hated social media, but Instagram came into play, and now I love social media because I can do everything on Instagram, and it is an amazing app. And I absolutely thank you, Instagram. So uh, thank you for helping me believe in social media. <laughs> um, it's just an easy app to use. A lot of people can connect with you, and because I'm a photographer, uh, I get to put work out there, but what I find is people like to see what I'm doing, so... I take pictures of myself at events or something like that, and I put that out there and post it. And people are like, "Oh my gosh, hashtag. that's so awesome!" hashtag hashtag I hashtag the heck out of everything. When I learned about hashtags, I was like, "Oh, that's what you do." And someone was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Oh, okay,
1: I get so, it." Yes,
0: yes, yes. So uh, everything is J Foster imagery and J imagery com for the website.
2: Awesome. So again, we thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Guys. Thank you.